so heavy and sipping on the coffee like it's life support. Yeah. Everybody's lost in their days and they're lost in their life and they're calling it all the daily sacrifice. Hello and welcome to Nickel Park, a couch-guided safari through the wilderness of life. I am your tour guide, Ben. And I am your tour guide, Joshua. And I am your tour guide, Luke. Boys, how excited are you for the new season of Not Another D&D Podcast? So excited. It's tough to say if I've even been aware of it. Well... You must not be on social media. Yeah, friggin' Twitter Twitter sphere's blowing up with it. Yeah, dude. yeah, it's insane. They're going back to Bohemia, Luke. Yeah, they're going back back to Bohemia, but not only Bohemia, but like two hundred years in the past or something like that in the future. But surely yeah. not. I can that. see f- from the surprise on your face that you were thinking they'd never go back to Bohemia. I but thought they, they did. They gave that up in season three. They this. Some would say this is season three. Mm. So they might give it up after season three. You might be <laughs> right. Let's be honest, though. We're all just hoping for the return of Tonathan. Am I right? Oh, I, if Tonathan makes an appearance, I'm going to absolutely lose my mind. Who's this for? <laughs> who, who, right now, who's this for? You guys? This is for us and Kevin. Do <sighs> you guys want to start some episode off? Uh, just with like, uh, like a film noir narrative. Have you guys mm. ever, you guys ever do that sometimes just for fun, like when you're by yourself? I don't think I've ever seen a film noir, so like I wouldn't even know where to begin. Ah, you know what I'm talking like, like, uh, like we could start with like, uh, you know, it was a cold, rainy day. Yeah, it's narration sitting in my office. Yeah, my only frame of reference for that is the Phineas and Ferb episode where they play old black and white detectives. Yeah, that's I mean that's, that's it. it. That's all you need. Yeah. Okay. Okay. Uh, I still don't do that though. Hmm. I find it very fun. Okay. Okay. So, all right. Should we start the podcast over? Yeah, 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 yeah. We should start over. Well, what should, what accent should I use? Should I just mm. do like grizzled, or should I go with like? Like uh, no, do like smokes a smokes a pack a day, smokes a pack a day. But also kind of like Bronx, yeah. The Bronx, <laughs> <laughs> yeah. yeah. You got it, yeah. <laughs> got it in one. Okay. Yep. All right. Here we go. All right. Starting uh, over. <clears throat> the day started off like any other. Cold, wet. I was sitting in my office trying to catch some shut eye. After a long night of chasing down pointless leads, all I wanted was a little bit of sleep, but I couldn't keep the pictures out of my head of the murder. Suddenly a knock at the door. Hey, mister, I got a lead for you. This kid came around about once a week, and he smelled like kielbasa and... Food truck, food. Hey, hey, mister, there's been a murder in the alley. You gotta check it out. (laughs) Hey, mister, are you there? 
I I reached into my desk and pulled out my bottle of hooch, took a long swig, and opened the door. Are you drinking more of that hooch in there? No. Oh, you're out. Oh, you're out. Hey! Suddenly, I heard boots in the corridor. This me, 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 my friend Timmy. But the the boots went away. (laughs) (laughs) Timmy, introduce yourself. Oh, am I Timmy? I was about to be the hot lady. (laughs) Oh, okay, 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 yeah. No, forget Timmy. I'm the one that murdered Timmy. What's in the alley? (laughs) Should have never given that kid a gun. (laughs) (laughs) Suddenly. (laughs) Suddenly a hot woman. (laughs) Is that the kind of intro you need? Yeah, I I didn't have a voice prepared, so I'll just do this one. (laughs) Oh. (laughs) It's me, Cynthia. Hey, lady, are you sure you're a lady? Sit down, little boy. She had a a husky voice and a way with words that made me want to drink more. What's up, Captain Smithers? In a minute, huh? She always called me Captain Smithers, which was weird. Because <laughs> my name was Don Scuppy. <laughs> I'm gonna go kick Timmy's corpse. <laughs> Freaking little kid. <laughs> Real dirt bag. Yeah, see, we should start like that more often. Yeah, that's pretty good. Sure. Do y'all want to talk about some more deadly animals? Mm-hmm. We haven't done that in a while. Yeah, it's been a minute. Yeah. I'm very excited uh, to talk about this one. Uh, I was on a, I was going for a run two days ago, yesterday, and I was going From by what? this like uh, a rhinoceros. Mm. They're they're rampant down here in Durham. Yeah. Um. Yeah. So I was running from the rhinoceros, and I was running through this like swampy area, and I noticed that there was a bit of a pooling of water. Mm. And sure enough, there was a dam there and some nod trees from a beaver. And so it made me look up a beaver. And these guys are freaking legit and could absolutely destroy, wreck your whole life if they wanted to. Um, so I want to I want to I want to put them to the test, as it were. All right. Do we want to start with like some interesting facts about beavers or should we? Eh, never mind. Actually, my point, I'm going to save for the X Factor. So okay. I take that back. All right. Well, right off the bat, as always, we've got the strength, the strength of a beaver. What are we looking at here? The strength has to surely lie primarily in their tail, right? That They got a, a real slap back there, huh? Mm-hmm. Yeah. And their jaws, I would think. Oh, yeah. True. Yeah. If you let them get latched on, they're going to hold on and they're going to smack you to death. Right. Yeah, in terms of actual like grabbing, bench pressing strength, I'm not sure it's off the charts. I would be surprised if it were. Yeah. Uh, hold on, let me just look it up. Let's see. I'd be surprised if it was on any charts. Menshealth.com says the average beaver can bench press 48 pounds. So it surely doesn't, but that's interesting. I don't know. Men's health says a lot of stuff, so <laughs> <laughs> they do be going on about stuff. Um, <laughs> they could claim that. Uh, all right. So I mean, it is a big rat, essentially. It's a big rat. Probably. I mean, animals are strong for their size, though. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I feel like they tend to pack a lot of punch. 
The lowest we've got on this chart is a kangaroo sitting at a nine. That can't oh, possibly be like, true. Surely it's not lower than a mosquito. Or a stick okay, bug. Okay, sorry, yes. A stick bug is at a one. <laughs> or mosquitoes at a zero. Sorry, I wasn't looking at those. Yeah. Yeah, you better look at those. Those okay. are two high performers. I'm going to say it's got to be... Less than a kangaroo for sure. Yes. Right. I was thinking like a six. I was thinking like a four. All right. Let's go with five. Perfect. That's why we have three of us. It was a bummer we had to get rid of Michael, though. Yeah, but he knew too much. Speed. How fast are these boys? Uh, they're one of those semi-aquatic fellas. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Have we been given two numbers to all the the wet ones? Not all of them. Just the orca. Didn't what we do else a whale? Do we have that's multi. Uh, saltwater crocodile, hippo. Mm. Those are fast on land. But they, yeah, they're both they're dual speed. I mean, it's definitely faster in the water. I would think. Gotta, Gotta be. be. Check I'd, that tail out. I'm about 100 percent sure I could outrun on land a beaver. Yeah. And definitely not outswim it. I feel. <laughs> This is science, Luke. Get your feelings out of here. I feel like I read in a book that stated a fact that Mm -hmm. it is an eight. (laughs) Okay. Is it men's health? Because they're always doing stuff like that. No, it was cosmopolitan. Okay. All right, cool. Eight. Agility. Again. Um, I feel like they're real rotund. I just want to talk about the X factor on these guys. Agility. We gave an, an, an anaconda a seven can't be more agile than an anaconda. Yeah, but it certainly can, though. Oh. Right? I'm thinking in terms of 360 speed. Ah, okay. A beaver could break an anaconda's ankles easily. I mean, rats are pretty agile, and these are just big rats. So, I would say, let's give it another eight. Okay, another eight. Perfect. Size, it's not that big. Not that Not that big. Not that big. More like a six seven in my opinion. Yeah, that's kind of what I'm thinking. I'm thinking like a six, maybe a five. They're not that big. All maybe right, it sounds like, like a six. six right. Maybe a six. <laughs> All right, six stealth. Ooh, pretty good. Now stealth is tough because they build entire um, ha- housing structures, right? Which do not hide them very well. I think it's not going to be that good because take. Take like a stealthy animal, like a tiger or something. Take it out of its element; it's still gonna be kind of good at stealth. Take a beaver out of its element; screwed instantly. Yeah, it's just a wallowing fat rat <laughs> on whatever surface. Mm-hmm. It has nothing it's got to hide feet. behind. Yeah, it's gonna be <laughs> like I think a tiger could hide in a mall. A beaver, no chance. <laughs> it's just gonna be waltzing down the middle aisle. <laughs> unless, unless there's a fountain. And then he's in there stacking coins trying to dam it up. Fair point. But then you're going to be like, hey, stop that dam of coins. (laughs) Whose ugly kid is this stealing all this money? (laughs) Whose ugly kid? Whose hairy ugly kid is this with the weird club foot? (laughs) (laughs) All right. So we kind of got to take an average of of mall versus (laughs) in Uh a creek. Uh Yeah. uh I want to say like a, a, a tent. Middle of the road. We gave a giraffe a 10, for crying out loud. Yeah, okay. Ah, tough. I would love to know our reasoning for that. (laughs) (laughs) 
at least the giraffe would look like maybe it was part of the Disney store or something. Like if it just mm. stopped moving, you would assume that that was not a real giraffe. Right. It would look like a fake giraffe. <laughs> right. <laughs> a beaver, you're going to think m- maybe. No one's maybe decorating with beaver. beavers. Right. No. Unless it's one that killed. All right. So let's give it a nine then. All right. Nine. Um, all right. X Factor. This is, this is what we're here for. Here's what I came for. Mm-hmm. I, I'm sure you want to save yours, Luke. I'll, I'll say beavers form monogamous pairs and usually live in family groups of up to eight relatives. Wow. Related individuals, sorry, called colonies. Um, so that's now, are they, big, mm-hmm. are they outsourcing their monogamous pairs, um, like bringing others into the, the squad, or is that mm. kind of more of an incestuous business they got going? No, I think it's like grandparents. It says here that they live to be 120 years old. So I think it's just like parents, grandparents, great grandparents. No, did you hold on? Did you read um, that one? Uh, yeah, yeah, I read that one. Okay, was that yeah. was that from Cosmopolitan or Men's Health? No, that was Better Home and Gardens. Okay, well they would know, right? So is that the X Factor, or is that just like fun? Are we into facts? Fun facts. <clears throat> Well, I would say it's an X factor because they've got a, f- a close f- family connection, a close connection to family, and family. Is, if if Fast and Furious is to be believed, family is the most important thing. And if you take it like the Italian crime families, like if you hurt one, the rest are going to be on you. Their tails have scales. That's crazy. Didn't know that. I thought it was just a piece of leather. Yeah, no, it's scaly. So if they're trying to kill you, they could blend in as a piece of fish that you're about to eat. And then what's that? Pop, pop. Dang. They let you bite down and then, bam, dislocated jaw. My favorite fact about beavers, and we can we can try and figure out how this is an X factor. So their two front teeth, um, what, the, what they use for, for cutting down trees, the front part of it, erodes slower than the back part of it which means that it stays pointy as they bite so like it erodes at an uneven amount so their Ah. teeth are always sharp they're sharpening Uh, them constantly mm -hmm, constantly and their teeth never stop growing so that's crazy so they gotta chew they have to chew they gotta chew the wood otherwise their teeth will go straight through their lower jaw okay so, take this how you want it. Here's my great fact about beavers. Mm-hmm. Um, if you guys had to guess how many beavers have ever been skydiving. Um, oh, man. I'm going to say 15. It was a group of 15 beavers, one family. I don't, uh, I, uh, hmm. On purpose? Uh, I, it's tough to discern intent of the beaver like a whoopsie <laughs> uh let's go with two okay i think so i think an older pair did it as like a anniversary celebration at 119 sure. no so it's 76 <laughs> um <laughs> and what? this occurred in idaho when uh, the Idaho Department of Fish and Game realized that the beavers were being encroached upon uh, by humans mm-hmm. and they needed to get a bunch of them out of there quickly. And it just so happened that World War II had recently finished up and they had a bunch of extra parachutes. <laughs> uh-huh. This is not a lie. And so they 
to put the beavers in wooden boxes, strap parachutes to them, and dropped mm-hmm. 76 of them out of a plane <laughs> into a more remote area. Whoa. Oh my gosh. And 75 of them survived. No way! <laughs> Dense little boys. So did they just oh, expect man. them to chew their way out of their crate? Yeah. Oh my gosh. Wow. That is yeah. so good. So they can, they can come out of the sky. You have to factor that in. So you got your halo jumping beaver, yeah, coming at you with his sharp incisors. Mm-hmm. It's pretty, pretty dangerous sounding. I am, I am watching some footage. <laughs> Wait, There's are footage? you serious? There is footage. Yeah, well, I guess we just pause the podcast here and find that. That may be the best X Factor we've ever had. Parachute. So the para- they've got, yeah, the ability to parachute. I think the beaver, after doing some research yesterday, has quickly become one of my favorite animals. So it's a 20 for me. Just out of personal preference. <laughs> yeah, Ooh. right. Okay. So this seems like a Ben stick bug scenario with you. Hello. <laughs> mm, I didn't try and make a case for how deadly it is, just how cool it is. Okay, well, we're, this is the, we can do a cool we can do a cool chart later. <laughs> okay, fine. <laughs> Shark teeth, dive bombing qualities. Mm-hmm. Big fat tail for smacking. Yep. Homes, homes, home building. Yeah, like if fort building. Say they retreat, mm-hmm. and you go after them. Mm-hmm. How are you gonna get in their house? You're gonna have to get real small. That could drop a tree on you? Yeah, I th- definitely think that in the wild, they're going to have some good Ewok-esque yep, like, that's trap That's exactly set. what I was thinking. Like, you're going to walk between two trees, and then two more trees on ropes are going to smoosh you. All right, well, sounds like we're in agreement. Sounds like a 20. <laughs> but you put I them in an arena. I was thinking much more in the 13 department. 13? What are some... I don't have it pulled up. I should have it pulled Komodo up. Komodo Dragon's got 13. I think mostly because... Yeah, Komodo Dragon thinking. is terrifying. Yeah. No, it's because they got them poison mouth. Yeah. Yeah, they got they bacteria that. mouth. They got things that they can kill you with. Right. Yeah, but they're not building nothing. They don't need to. But this is, this is X-Factor. You can't be looking at, like, crocodiles and tigers. They don't need X-Factor. Beaver, if this thing wanted to kill you... As long as it could get the drop on you, literally. That's what I'm saying. I still they're so small. <laughs> <laughs> and not in like a not in like a good way, like a mosquito is small mm-hmm. and can get around your defenses. Like they're small enough that they you could you see could them clearly, them. but yeah, you could just really wall off and kick one. I mean, let's be honest. In the Idaho mission. 76 beavers took down how many people before they got shoved mm. out of planes? I think zero. I think they managed to kill I, none of the people. I do think zero, but... But in this scenario, the beaver wants to kill Wants them. to kill them. Right. 10. Would you settle for a 10? I could see a 10. We gave, we gave a giraffe a 10 because mm-hmm. they got the element of surprise, and I think that is the beavers also, like... In order to get their X Factor into position, they need to surprise you. You need to think, oh, it's so cute, and then it's going to bite you and tail smack Dang. you. Mm-hmm. 
or it's going to come out of the sky and then it's going to bite you and tail smack you. Ten, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Ten's fine. Just right below a stick bug. Boom. Nope. Still above a stick bug. <laughs> <laughs> no, it's for X Factor. <laughs> oh. <laughs> All right. Well, Beaver is now second to last deadliest animal. I think that's fair, though. Yeah, as it probably is. Like, oh, that's a football on legs. Should we go make some money? Let's do it. Mm. All right, folks. Well, this is the part of the podcast where we do ads for revenue to keep this train a rolling. Um, this week, as always, we like to go big, then we go home. So our go big this week is uh, the, I guess you would call it the trademark company Where's Waldo. Um, I'm sure many people are familiar with uh, with Waldo and his many fun adventures, um, but. They're doing something a little new, a little uh, progressive, maybe, kind of pushing the limits on what art really is, uh, and they are releasing a new line of work, and they are calling it Who's Waldo, um, because a lot of people are always asking, you know, where where is this big striped man, but nobody's really ever asking who he is. And so Who's Waldo is a meditative guide to self-discovery through the perspective of search and find art. So basically they're taking the art of who, of Where's Waldo and turning it into a uh, kind of a self-guided course to self-discovery to find, you know, learn who you are inside. Mm, I like that. Yeah, really, really cool stuff. Um, so we're just going to talk about, I, I did you, have you guys gotten the, the workbook? Because I, I got yeah. it. Yeah, 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 for sure. I really like the – I've always liked the historical ones, the ones where Waldo's lost in ancient Rome or he's lost in, like, a barbarian civilization. Um, I think that that always helps me, like, reflect on just the past and, like, where we came from, right. you know? Try to connect with some of the people that you see because you just scan. You're just looking for Waldo, but you're not taking the time usually to to, like, look at all the people that are also there. Mm-hmm. To think about their lives and what's going on and how that reflects back on you, right? Absolutely, yeah. There's this, um, there's this one page where Waldo is entertaining a, a house party, and you once you find him, you see that he's just like running himself ragged, trying mm-hmm. to you know get everybody all the things that they need, and it made me realize that like my desire to make sure everyone's happy and having a good time is sometimes a burden to myself, you know? Mm-hmm. And and so that really taught me a lot about, you know, who I am. Yeah. yeah. I I spent a lot of time on the page where Waldo's in the office, mm-hmm. um, which turned out not to be the case. I scoured that page for, I would say, two and a half hours. Mm-hmm. Never found Waldo. Mm. And what I took from that, is is not to go to work. Yeah, because yeah, yeah. that's such a source of um stress and unhappiness for me. And I think we can take a lot from Waldo's um journey there. And just by him by his absence, I found my 
purpose. That's awesome. Yeah. There's um there's there's also one where uh, Waldo is uh, in the midst of a crack den, mm-hmm. and mm-hmm. that one's tough. And yeah, it it really made me do a, a lot of self reflecting, and I, I checked myself into rehab the other day. We were gonna say something eventually, but I'm glad mm-hmm. you were able to take that first step. Mm-hmm. Right, I was glad I I arrived there on my own. Thanks, yeah. thanks to who's Waldo. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's been hard to. I did notice the background change. It has been hard to watch you record out of the cracked in for the last mm-hmm. year and a half. Yeah, the amount of background audio I've had to edit out has just been just insane. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I like the one where it's like a flat, like a Waldo flashback, and he's up on stage as like a kid, and he's he's like or not. Well, he's up on stage and he's giving like a speech, like public speech class or something. But then ad- then you look and adult Waldo is also there and he's like watching his younger self. Mm-hmm. And they like go through like a lot of just like traumatic events from his, his childhood. It just really helps you dig into your own childhood traumatic events, like public speaking. Yeah, I came to terms with my own mortality through this book. Yeah, the funeral the funeral scene is that that's also a tough one. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. The fact that it comes right after the cracked end makes it especially hard. So yeah, that's uh, that's Who's Waldo. You can uh, find it at, uh, at whoswaldo.com. Um, and if you enter the promo code Nickel Park, you'll get 10% off your workbook. So go ahead and check it out. And then the one where Waldo goes to hell, that one's tough too. <laughs> especially right after the funeral. Whew. All right, folks, after we go big, we like to go home. And this week we are sponsored by a little local company here in Louisville called the Kill Them With Kindness Exterminators. That's right. K-T-W-K Exterminators. They are a nonviolent exterminator group here in Louisville. And it's exactly what uh, it sounds like. They are out to help you get rid of... Those pesky pests, they are going to help you do it in a nonviolent way that leaves you feeling good and the pests feeling good for them for most of the time. Like uh, they do mean what they say, the, the pests are going to die, but they are going to die from kindness. It is going to be a good way to go. So they've employed some really radical techniques to help you get rid of these pests. Yeah. The one that I thought was the most interesting was, you know, food traps is, are a very common thing, especially right. for like ants or, or whatever. Um, but Kill em With Kindness has set up a, a food trap essentially, but it's designed like a small dinner table. Um, and so all these ants come and feast at the dinner table, but the chemical inside the food also has a chemical in it that, that uh, blocks the ants from feeling hungry. In fact, they feel starving. And so the sits will the the ants will sit there and just absolutely eat themselves to death on this delicious meal mm-hmm. provided by provided by a kill them with kindness. Mm-hmm. So ho- hospitality to the extreme. Yeah, that's a good way to describe it. Hospitality to the extreme. Um, there's a lot of grandmothers on payroll at Kill them with Kindness. Mm-hmm. And for some of the larger animals, they um, they bring them in, and they uh, the the grandmothers are trained in tracking and hunting these animals. And when they find them, they give them just the most the biggest bear hug you ever got in your entire life mm-hmm. from your grandmother, because you know they're pros at it. And they just they squeeze the life out of these things. Yeah, 
It's a lot like the movie Arsenic and Old Lace. Like they, have you guys seen that movie? Is this one of your noir films? It is black and white. (laughs) But it's like two old ladies that take in stray folks that have not a lot going on and they feed them a good meal and show them a nice evening and then poison them with arsenic. What? It's a comedy. Excuse me. Yeah, it sounds hilarious. (laughs) Uh, It's a funny movie. It's a lot like that. That's what. That's kind of like their mission. Um, give these pests one good last time, and then send them on their way happy. Um, they've got some special machines. They kind of like in the science rooms, <laughs> in the science labs, where they they got like a joy button for the mice. The mice push it, and they get a dopamine rush. Um, uh, but it also does instantly kill them. It's like dopamine, and then a second later, it's a thousand volts right through their tiny little brains. And so they go out on a high, though. Should we have a disclaimer before this ad? That it's going to be rough for listening. (laughs) For anyone that cares about animals deeply. Quick disclaimer. (laughs) You're in the middle of the ad. Uh, Those who are sensitive to animals should not listen. They do some catch and release. uh, Obviously, the bigger the animal more food it takes to really well they do release them at at the hawk exhibit at the zoo they do that yes <laughs> they so, i didn't think they wanted that read from the ad oh sorry uh, yeah catch and release script yeah 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 actually they didn't even put that how did you know that they didn't even put that in their little ad ad script uh, uh i followed them or i put a gopro on the mouse oh okay Okay, yeah. just to experience sort of the last moments. Mm-hmm. Well, they got a lot of other cool stuff that we won't talk about here to make anyone more sad. So if you are interested in uh, using this company to do some exterminating, maybe you've got some some pests, some mice, some cockroaches, some ants living in your home, and you got to get rid of them, but you want to be kind about it, yeah, you can call them and get uh, 10%, which is around $1,000 off your first consultation. All right, folks, well, this is part of the podcast where we solve regular problems, not regularly. Um, this mm. one's going to be a quick one since we're you know getting close on time, but I don't think it'll take too long. This one comes from uh, my wife. Very nice. Uh, she uh, told me about a journey that her and her coworkers have gone on the past month or so. About a month ago, she opened up the fridge to find a large, very large pickle sitting inside of a mug inside of the fridge of mm. the workplace kitchen. Not your fridge. No, at her work. A common area, common fridge, giant pickle in a mug. This pickle in a mug has sat there, as far as I understand it, to this day. Mm. No one has claimed the pickle. No one has moved the pickle. How, and I feel like this could be applied to a lot of workplace scenarios, but... What does she do about this pickle? Especially because now that uh, stuff has been re- really making her nauseous, anytime she opens the fridge at work, she gets a little queasy because the pickle's mm. just sitting there. And it's got, I assume, mold on it at this point. Nah, pickles. That's the point of pickling, right? Yeah, like they last for forever. That's a good point. Can't, it can't grow on those things because they're so acidic. So how do we find out who the pickled 
criminal is? It's a good question. <clears throat> I mean, are we talking apart from DNA analysis? No, I mean, this is unconventional solutions. That's the thing, though. Pickles, they're actually made to be DNA-free. You, you can hold a pickle and kill someone with it, and no fingerprints, no DNA left on them. So acidic. Oh, I didn't know that. Don Scuppy teach you that one? Burns your DNA, yeah. Yeah, Don Scuppy taught me that one. <laughs> he got all kinds of pickle shivs. You really got to work, though, to get that in there. Right? Yeah. yeah. I think someone was lied to, and I think... As a joke, someone told one of her coworkers, hey, pickles are like a scent absorber, maybe. Mm. And the person thought, well, that's great because our fridge stinks to high heaven because uh, uh, Dan is always bringing in his kimchi and that stuff is terrible. Uh, and so they just took a pickle, put it in a... Mm mug and they're like boom it's gonna absorb all the smell and it's gonna leave just good pickle smell left mm. so so the solution would be just stink up the fridge real good bring more kimchi I think the solution is bring more pickles until the smell of pickles is overwhelming mm. and the original pickler owner pick, mm. picker pickle owner says this is not what I had in mind I need to get rid I've caused a problem now Okay, so take take your own pickle in a jar and just add to the collection until until there's a breaking point. Um, what about you just cut the power cord on the refrigerator? Power goes out, everything in there goes bad. They gotta empty it. New fridge, new everything. No more pickle. Kind of a a, a kamikaze approach to it. What if you establish a cult around this pickle, and the pickle is the cult leader? And the pickle gains so much fame that someone decides to kidnap the pickle. No more pickle. I'm sorry. I'm distracted because uh, I Googled pickle in a cup. And the first thing that did come up is Cartoon Network show Chowder. Uh, mm-hmm. And uh, Chef Mung is teaching chowder how to make pickle in a cup so i'm thinking that maybe someone has been watching chowder and decided Mm. to test their cooking skills and make pickle in a cup so i think all eden has to do is find the person who is talking nonstop about their chowder cooking skills and they got well. See, I was gonna say maybe you should go to the producer of Chowder, convince him to release one last episode, a special episode, and it talks about how the pickle in a cup was a terrible disaster and a mistake, and uh, it's sh- all pickles in a cup should be burned with fire, and that's the whole episode. Yeah, and then the fan, the raving fan, will of course get rid of it. What? It, what? It, what if uh, maybe? So does she want the pickle gone? Yeah, I think I think that's the general ideally consensus. the pickle is removed. Yeah, no one's just got the courage to do it yet. What if you set up an elaborate um ah oh man, what's it called? Sting? No. There's an a where uh like the a bunch of it's like a chain reaction thing. Rube, Rube Goldberg, Goldberg machine. Yeah. So set up like a crazy Rube Goldberg situation. Uh maybe target someone you don't like at work. 
And then the final result is kind of just like the obliteration of the pickle. Or maybe like you stage a leaf blower in the back of the fridge and it just fires it out mm. into the the trash can, which has now been opened by another part of the Rube Goldberg machine. And it just boop boop. So you get someone else to accidentally set that reaction right. off. And now it's out of your hands. You didn't do it. They they made that happen. You know you know Sheila sets the the pot of coffee every morning. So rig it so that as soon as she hits brew, mm-hmm. there goes the series Bingo. of events. Yeah. I wonder if there is because like getting rid of the pickle is great, but you gotta you gotta wonder who put the pickle in there. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And you're gonna want to find that out. So, is there something she can say in passing to each of her coworkers that will cause a reaction in the pickle, the pickle person? Mm. If she just said, like, have you seen what's going on in the fridge lately? And the pickle person is going to maybe be like, what? Did I do that? Yeah. Or like, did you you hear who finally ate the pickle? Ooh. And then yeah. the person who screams, no, 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 that was full of arsenic, is clearly the person who put that in there. Exactly. Do, um, do you think they care at all about the cup? Do you think you could say, oh, did you hear about the pickle in a cup? Great, by the way. Did you hear that the cup broke? Most people are going to be like, great. Yeah, what what kind of cup is it in? I think it's just like a mug. Like mm. an office mug. Oh, yeah. well. Hmm. Well, yeah. no, that's... More likely than I was thinking, like a, just like a solo cup that it was in. Yeah, we've got like company mugs though, and no one cares if those break. We smash them on the ground regularly for fun, right? For Hanukkah and whatnot. Yeah, yeah when people get married at at the office, <laughs> every Hanukkah. time we win a project. <laughs> uh, yeah, she could like order Chick Fil A and be sitting at the the table or whatever and just loudly exclaim ugh they forgot my pickles I love pickles and and see if see if the pickle culprit is like oh I have one oh I know where one is this person clearly doesn't want the pickle to be consumed right this pickle is there for a reason and either this person is deeply chaotic and just enjoys the thought of other people talking about their pickle in a cup or they're very superstitious Maybe mm. they took a bite of this pickle, set it in the jar for later, but then they got like a giant promotion and they just had like the best day of work ever. Mm. They got a raise. Their boss gave them all these like congratulations, all this good stuff. And they're like, all right, well, that's a lucky pickle. Got to keep it there now. Or so you need something bad to happen to this person is what I'm saying. Worst case, mm-hmm. someone put the pickle in there for later and then they got fired. <sighs> Oh, now that's a twist. And you'll never know who the pickle person was because they're not there anymore. And they're sitting at home thinking, man, I wish I had a giant pickle in a cup right now. But it's stuck in the office fridge. They took everything from me. Right, they're probably at home depressed like, man, I'm sure they threw out my pickle immediately when I left. They have no idea. It lives on. It's still there. I think the best thing that Eden can do, and she's going to need your help with this because you're real crafty. Uh, not crafty in a sneaky sense. You're real cra- craft. 
You're real shifty and <laughs> questionable. Real sneaky. Uh, if she could just bring in pieces, uh, little crafts uh, that she could apply to the pickle mm. that would make it seem each day like it is gaining one more feature on its way to becoming Pickle Rick. Mm. Oh, okay. Start okay. subtle and just mm-hmm. little things that make it look a little bit more like it's becoming a person yep. pickle. Okay, yeah. And then maybe last day the cup shattered and he's got the rat legs and the rat arms. And the first person to open the fridge is going to lose their gourd looking at that thing and no one's going to go near that fridge. Because the real rat arms and legs that you found and put right on. <laughs> yeah, and you get the little you get mp3 player in there and it just says i'm pickle rick every time someone opens the door i if i saw that in my office i would love it so much that would be the (laughs) best thing happening in my office would be a pickle slowly transforming into pickle rick (laughs) you just get to check in on it every day yeah so not so much get rid of the pickle more embrace the pickle embrace the pickle could could you start a cult and it's called embrace the pickle and uh-huh. you bring in a, you bring in a pickle. Eden brings in a big pickle in a mug, and she puts it next to that pickle. And then someone else thinks, "I gotta get in on this," and they bring mm-hmm. a pickle in a mug. And pretty mm-hmm. soon, it's all pickles in it's mugs just in the whole fridge. And mugs. Pickles all the way down. Then your boss is freaking out, and they're like, "I don't know what's up with floor C, but it's all pickles in mugs down there." <laughs> They seem like normal people, but the fridge is full of pickles. Full of pickles. And they're all circled around this one shriveled up, ancient looking pickle. Right. They're all kind of bowing towards it. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> oh, this is so good. There's so many pickle things cult. you could do with this pickle in a mug. Could you ch- could you change its mug every couple days? Mm, like its outfit. Yeah. A little bow tie on its mug. Mm-hmm. Then it gets a social media following. Bring in some Barbie clothes for it. Yeah. Oh, okay. I mean, the best solution is a is of course a, a pneumatic tube. Just suck it right out of there. Just suck it away. Could you put another pickle in the same mug? Mm-hmm. And then, like a couple days later, you get one of those little cute baby pickles and you put it in there. <laughs> <laughs> little pickle family. Can you draw a headstone on the mug and just oh. replace the pickle? Each week, like a fresh bouquet of flowers. That'd be good. Well, you could just get rid of the pickle and draw a tombstone on there, like rip pickle, and then put the date. And that's the best way to get rid of the pickle. Yeah, that's like, really good. Yep. The person's the pickle owner is going to know that the pickle was cared for until its last day, but it was gone. Could you surround the pickle with cucumbers? And the cucumbers all have shocked faces. Mm. Mm. <laughs> And then you replace a cucumber each day with a pickle. <laughs> they get <laughs> taken over by pickle it's disease. It's like a zombie. Yeah. yeah. I could do this for hours. I know you could. I yeah. got to put an end yeah. to it at some point. <laughs> ben doesn't get going for like 20 minutes. I know. And then, and then it's, it's like... always right at the end. He's like, oh, wait, I have 17 more ideas. <laughs> just a really good situation and i wish that my <laughs> office i'm gonna get a pickle and put it in a mug in my office just so i can give other people the chance to enjoy this mm-hmm. mental exercise it's a good right. one <clears throat> all right folks we hope you enjoyed this episode of nickel park 
if you want, you can reach out to us at nickelparktours at gmail.com or on Instagram at nickel underscore park underscore podcast. Thanks to AMF for having us on the network and thanks to <sighs> thanks to the Sons of Circus for the use of our theme song and thanks to Jake Byron for the use of our ad song. Until next time, I'm Ben. I'm Joshua. And I'm Luke. Can you show me how you put it all in motion? Show me some loving and show me emotion. Can you show me how you put it all in motion? Yeah.